In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet where the sport is not real and the charges don't matter. Mm-hmm. I, but <laughs> that, that was about as legit of an open as you've ever done. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. So whose line is it anyway, fans out there? None? Yeah, uh-huh. no, no, I got it, but still. <laughs> I am Detective Mark Smarks. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, DA Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Also not real, and it doesn't really matter, so let's just keep rolling, man. Awesome. Also host of Real Talk Radio, Justin LeBlanc is back for the <clears throat> time. Number Can two. I get a witness, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you guys for having me back once again. Real Talk Radio is the podcast, but now we got some crimes to get to, and uh, I uh, have quite a few. I have quite a few, I, uh, I think. That's uh, definitely crime-worthy for this week, because there's a lot of crime-worthy things happening in the wrestling business this week. Oh, yes, definitely. So, um, if anyone's new to this podcast, first of all, uh, go onto Twitter, find us at Raw and Order WBU, or at Vincent D A Vincent K Fabe, um, or at JLB four twenty or Real Talk Radio eight. Either one for for Justin. Give That's us it. a follow on Twitter. Go to uh, whatever podcast service that you listen to this on, and make sure you're subscribed to get the latest episodes. Make sure you share it with all your friends. Uh, that helps us out a lot. Um, on this particular show, we uh, go over the air quotes crimes in professional wrestling. We talk about them, we discuss them, and then we throw them out to you guys, the jury, to tell us whether you think the people are innocent or guilty. Um, we get Is a lot- air quote the right term for that? The air quote crimes? Well, some of them are probably real crimes. I mean, <laughs> Walter got his uh, belt stolen, um, so that's a real crime. Yeah, yeah, uh, Bobby Lashley, AEW. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think uh, this week we will let Justin start off with crime number one. Justin, what you got for? Him? Crime number one. So crime number one is going to basically start off of the beginning of the week that we had. And of course, at the beginning of every wrestling week is Monday Night Raw. And Monday Night Raw, as we all know, um, or even SmackDown for that matter, but Monday Night Raw, as we all know, have squashed countless wrestlers and they were big either somewhere else in NXT and then ultimately became jobbers on Raw or SmackDown. So, although this guy isn't necessarily big, big in NXT, considering he just had a phenomenal match on NXT versus Leo Rush, um, Tazawa had an amazing match with Leo Rush the week before on NXT. Then what happens? 
He comes to Raw and he gets squashed by Drew McIntyre. I convict the WWE for first degree murder because that is premeditated without any regard of showcasing you had him you had nxt showcase such a phenomenal match you was just a phenomenal wrestler just from the get-go but you had this amazing match that was quite arguably the match of the night and then on raw he just gets squashed by drew mcintyre he got a little bit of a it's not like an entire like eric rowan squash when he's facing a jobber but Essentially, not only did he squash Tazawa, but it ended up being so pointless to do so. There wasn't really a legitimate reason to have done what he did, especially when you had that same wrestler have such a phenomenal matchup in NXT the week before. Raw and it's mostly been raw so far but raw just constantly just keeps doing these pointless matches that make absolutely no sense it's a waste of time a waste of energy a waste of character buildup, and just a waste in general so mad at the wwe and the raw booking like I don't know if this is writers doing or Vince's doing or Heyman's doing, but all of them collectively are guilty as charged and should all be sentenced to life for character disabandonment. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. I mean, I, I get it. My my thing when I saw that match happening, it was like, it, it, do they not have any other small wrestlers that they could throw out and job to to Drew McIntyre? I well, mean, to be fair, no way Jose was on that same night and had to job to Eric Rowan, so apparently not. Yeah, because it's like, because I mean, I mean, yeah, they they don't have Sin Cara anymore to job out, but they, I guess well, they did Lucha House Party is. <laughs> Uh, technically, they still had a Monday. You're correct there. But, I mean, Lucha House Party's on SmackDown now, so they couldn't job him out. Uh, Drake Maverick's on SmackDown now. But they've got to have someone on the Raw roster that's not Tozawa um, that they could have jobbed out at that. Because, uh, yeah, it's like... I mean, the simple fact is they spent all this time building up Tozawa as, uh, you know, a contender for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, and the 205 Live before that. And then uh, just, um, uh, now let's just have him job out to, to Drew McIntyre. We we don't need to protect him in any way. No, uh, no, none whatsoever. No, I, mean, oh. I mean, I mean, they couldn't okay. have had, I don't know, Kurt Hawkins. Um, right, at least. But a... no, but it's pointless. It's not even, what's the point of him jobbing to Drew McIntyre? You I have mean, the Randy Orton feud happening right which by the way is also just taking forever even their promo on raw was pretty garbage oh so you want to be like me no i don't want to be like you uh, in fact that's not it da, da, da. you're the past i'm i'm the present or i don't know if he said he's the future or whatever and i'm just like guys what are you what, is, what am i back in like 95 promos like what are you doing well, I mean, that's my thing is, 
I mean, the simple fact is, I know what it really comes down to. It's, uh, you said you didn't know whether it was the, the writers or Vince McMahon doing it, or Paul Heyman, and I bet you it was a lot of Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon, uh, specifically mostly Vince McMahon, just from a uh, small guy can't beat big guy, uh, it's just right up his alley for booking, you know? Uh, there's no way I can let that really small guy beat the big guy we've got to have the big guy look look dominant and cool you know um but you know and i'm I'm seriously i'm looking down the raw roster right now and i'm like well crap you know tozawa really was one of their only options uh i mean i guess cedric alexander but that would be doing basically the same thing you've just been building up cedric alexander as a legitimate contender Right. Um, you know, uh, or you EC3. could have just had some local jobber or something. EC3. Yeah. What's where is EC3? Uh, apparently, Nowhere. he's got a really nasty concussion, and that's what's holding oh. him. So From what? When has he been? I guess maybe at a house show or something. Yeah, I I don't exactly know when, but I saw a report the other day, and they say it's a lot worse than they expected it, and so he's really dealing with. Um, I was gonna say Eric Young, but didn't Eric Young fight someone else later in on Raw? So. I- was a really good matchup and i didn't even realize or i totally forgot just because wwe doesn't use people anymore that eric young was on raw or yeah. in wwe yeah like, well and it doesn't help that he changed his whole look now got rid of the beard shaved his head you hardly can hardly recognize him but true uh and the tattoos in the back was very weird do i remember eric young having all these tattoos Vincent McMahon probably is like, little guy can't beat big guy. Well, and and remember, that's part of what he said about Morrison when that when that separation happened because of the backstage uh, relationship between Melina and Batista. So, I mean, that's that's legit. I mean, he said, oh, well, I don't think he could actually beat anybody in a real fight because he didn't stick up for his cheating girlfriend. Mm. But so, I, you know, and, and I was really kind of just looking down the whole roster and thinking, you know, I mean, unfortunately, the Raw roster, Tozawa might actually have been the only legitimate choice. I mean, because like... That's Jobber. Yeah, because he is actually a Raw superstar. He's actually so a Raw superstar. He was on SmackDown no, or guys, on NXT. And, and I get it, but he was just on NXT the week as before. As a challenger for the championship. As a challenger for a championship that degrades NXT. That I, I agree. You know I mean? Two hundred five I mean, live. No, there's no two hundred five live anymore. Technically. Yeah. Well, but I. But, but I'm like just looking. Like, who else could they have used? Zack Ryder. You know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Not the O'Neal. guy that. Not the guy that you had a week before challenging a championship. But well, there were several little guys that that put up a good show at least. But I just like I looked out the whole list of raw superstars, and aside from like uh, uh, Ryder and and Hopkins and Titus O'Neil uh, and Mojo Rawley, pretty much everyone else uh, was used. Uh, everyone who's currently active, I should have used. Uh, you could use any of those guys that was chasing more. That was chasing our uh, truth. Yeah, any one of them. Could have used Kyle Busch because he won the championship for like a whole 10 minutes. Well, that's another crime to get to entirely, I think. Fair enough. Yeah, nope, that's valid. We don't need to uh, necessarily worry too much. I mean, for the most part, like I said, I'm agreeing with you. I think for a a company that's so absolutely stacked with talent, um, for them to waste Tozawa in that that role 
Uh, but at the same point, they're so stacked with talent, but their raw talent is actually relatively thin. You know, if I go to right. SmackDown and I look, you know, I mean, that would have been a perfect place for a Curtis Axel uh, to come out. A Drew Gulak could come out and, and have done that. Um, uh, the the Colognes, Epico, and Primo could have come out and done that. A, a perfect job for a Heath Slater, you know, right. come out well, and get swatched by Drew McIntyre. The other thing, and, and we've mentioned this before, I, I said this a lot with the Iconics in terms of tag teams. If you really want to push your tag team division, it's okay for them to lose in singles competition and then to come back together right. and be strong together. I mean, you could have made you could have made um, Drew McIntyre look like even more of a beast if he beats Otis, just Otis, not all of Heavy Machinery. You don't want to do that, but beats just Otis in a one-on-one -on -one competition. You can put Otis. You can elevate him because of a couple spots like they did with the Tazawa match, and you can elevate um, McIntyre at the same time. And it doesn't hurt heavy machinery because it's McIntyre, a low um, low championship contender, against one of the tag champions who work incredibly well together. However, I will point out, um, A, to be nitpicky, uh, heavy machinery is a SmackDown team, but we'll move past what's, that. Okay, what's the other one? What's uh, the, the Viking, um, Viking Raider Viking, experience okay, yeah. machine. I mean, or... you look at them, with the exception of their outfits <laughs> being different, they're both about the same amount of time on the main rosters, and yeah. But, but I mean, so like Eric for me, the, the biggest crime probably out of this is the fact that Drew McIntyre is, as you said, a low championship contender. And that dude absolutely ran the show when he was down in NX. Uh, when he was on the Indies and in uh, Impact and all of that, he was awesome. And then they bring him back here and they just... They, I mean, it kind of shows that I think WWE doesn't necessarily know what to do with stars that cut their teeth elsewhere, you know? Well, and, and keep in mind, not only that, but the guy cuts. So how many wrestlers want to play the mean, bad, tough dude? And can cut a good promo doing it. He legitimately, that's the best promos he can cut. Our mean, tough, bad dude. You know? <laughs> like, and he cuts really good. Mean, tough, bad dude promos. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, let's let him be exactly that. I'm, I'm sure he's not a jerk in real life, but cuts good promos as a jerk. So let's let him be that. And, and, and put a strap on him. Put something His on him, yeah. His promo on a so I think it was one of his social media accounts. I think it was for something. It was just talking about I don't know. He was going after somebody or something, and he was just at home and he was talking how his wife was just uh, around or something like that. And he just, he did some promo and it was just like that. He just did it like that, and I'm sure it wasn't scripted. It was just him talking, and it was actually thoroughly entertaining. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, the guy has all the makings of a champion. And I feel like a few years ago, they were pushing him towards that. And then in regular WWE fashion, they just, you know, dropped the ball. Uh, they over, they so overstay their push. Like, they, they've, they overstayed Braun's push. And now, I mean, what do you do with Braun Strowman? Somebody's got to beat him. 
like you have to you have to push Braun down the card so he has a reason to go back up the card because now you're just having Braun in matches with I don't know professional boxers a la um, Big Show you know <laughs> like, right I don't know no. I mean I think I think we all agree that using Tozawa in that spot was not the right person to use but like I I'm just pointing out that I don't know. Right now, on the Raw roster itself, I didn't see hardly anyone else that, like, aside from Ryder and Hawkins, most of the other people that I would have put out there were either already in matches later that night or injured. So, or so then do don't make the truth. match. I mean, you can do it with truth while he doesn't have the 24 7 mm-hmm. title. The other He's thing about in that same moment, um, it, and, and it's not, it's, not part of this crime, but I don't want to use my crime on it. Um, how is Andrade in no way, shape, or form at all interested in that 24-7 championship as he watches Truth run out? Well, like, would you really... Andrade, I, man. Did, have, have they given us any reason to actually want that championship? Uh, everyone who has it spends the entire time complaining about how it's a full-time job and it ruins their life, you know? Um, and... and- Mid Carters don't even like look at it and go, "Oh, hey, I can get a title." Yep, it's <laughs> it's a worthless championship. Yeah, and now it's really overstated its welcome as well, which yeah, it's I, just I don't know. I had optimism about it when they first introduced it because like this could do some interesting stuff and give some of those lower card people a chance to shine. Um, and as much as I love our truth and I think he's done wonderful with it, uh, I think keeping it bumping back to him has kind of stagnated it a bit. Well, and, it worked for a while. And really, they should have given someone else a decent run with it here and there. Um, yeah, like, legit like, have I'm, a matchup for it, though, at some yeah. point. You know what well, I mean? Well, and that's like, the other thing. I, I think the tweak that should be done to it is that instead of surprise attacks, uh, you have to challenge. For, but you can challenge anytime. But that still means face to face. The other person has to be aware that there's a match. Yeah, face to face with someone. I'm challenging you for the belt. Ring the bell, you know, and then it becomes a match rather than just a surprise roll up fest. Um, And that's the problem. I think that's the biggest problem. There's not a finisher involved ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ever makes sense. Yeah, and there's never a title defense. Like you don't have our truth actually defend his title and pin somebody else and push them off the card. Hey, as long as maybe that's something they could do with it. As long as I have it, if I've beat you, you can't challenge for it anymore. Now, once I've lost it, and if I get it back, you're back in the game. But Drake Maverick, I beat you last week. You can't take it now until I lose it to somebody. Let's let's not even get started on Drake Maverick right now. Cause, <laughs> oh, well, he I, wants to walk with Elias. I love Drake Maverick, and I'm just—he's another one of those wrestlers that I'm so sad to see how badly he's been treated in WWE. Because if you had a, any following of him when he was in TNA Impact, he is actually a fairly very talented wrestler and extremely talented in comedy wrestling. Oh, uh, okay. And and they just really hardly use him in it at all for anything. Um, and at least now they're, I guess, using him in some matches. But they put him in this this absolutely creepy. I'm gonna hit on Dana Brooke, even though it's very public that I just got married a few months ago, 
and right. this whole thing with my wife on here. Um, it just, ah, it's just a. It's, and is this is this gonna be Batista's return? Like, oh, okay, Batista's gonna come back to beat up Drake Mav. I don't think so. No. I don't, I don't I, it so. might he had his be, retirement match with Triple H. <laughs> I mean, it might yeah, be his it. turn at the end, but I really think this is a uh, shot themselves into a work situation. I think Batista and Dana Brooke are legitimately were legitimately flirting on on Twitter and are legitimately going to go out on a date. And uh, someone at WWE found that out and was like, "Ooh, we need to work that into a, a storyline." Whether it leads to Batista coming back, I don't know, maybe. But it, it will not be for a match against Drake Maverick, that's for certain. Right. Oh. But Drake Maverick is is just being used as a stupid pawn in this. I mean, that that segment was almost, eh, maybe not quite almost, but pretty close to almost as bad as some of the Rusev Lana storylines recently. And I was watching, I was like, oh, God. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think any, anything could be as bad as uh, Lana and Rusev, though, to be honest That's with you. Almost. Yeah. But... Even almost. It's still a bit... Because uh, I was kind of entertained by the Elias thing, just because I miss Elias and his songs, and it's been a hot minute. So, yeah, maybe next week I'll be like, yep, he was right. It's a Lana-Rusev situation all over again. Now, the one thing is... Did we just witness an Elias face turn with that? Because, yes, he was a jerk to Drake Maverick, but he was a jerk to Drake Maverick who was being a jerk to Dana Brooke. So Drake was the heel, meaning Elias was face? Um, you know what? I don't think... I think Elias is one of those guys, whether he's heel or face, the fans are going to love him anyways because he's still going to have the same spiel. His, 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 um, with his guitar, he's still going to make fun of the crowd. I don't think... I feel like Elias has never been a face. No, he hasn't. That's why I'm thinking it was actually a face turn. Because, you know, he then had to go... After he got slapped, he had to go stand up for his honor, you know, and beat up on on Drake Maverick, and then he allowed Dana Brooke to get the pin, even though it wasn't really a match. But anyways, uh, that's enough, I think, on that particular tangent. We can maybe discuss that more later. But I think we are all in agreement that uh, the mishandling, the murdering of Tozawa's character on Monday Night Raw was a crime. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitive crime. Guilty as charged. So that means we will move on now to crime number two. DA Fave, what you got? Crime number two. Um, my crime is bipolar writing. Uh, I will say that there was really good segments on Raw. There was really good segments on SmackDown. There were really good segments on NXT. There were really good segments on AEW. And there were really bad segments on all of the above. And I mean (laughs) all of the above. There was not a a so-so segment anywhere in pro wrestling last week, in my opinion. I think most of it was either garbage or good. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it, man. I mean, it was bipolar as all get out. It was tough to stay involved and emotionally attached 
to things like the three job, the three main roster jobber matches in the middle of it. You know right. where where um, where we had the Drew McIntyre match, uh, we had the the Andrade match, and we had the Aleister Black match. Um, there was a high point in the Andrade match, uh, but I don't want to send for for preventing sounding like the King, uh, Jerry Lawler. Uh, I'm not going to bring up what that high point was, but oh, um, but they, those were jobber matches, and then we fill it in with um, with uh, Kyle Busch winning the 24/7 championship. I mean, those were those were poorly written there was no reason behind them the the strongest point in that entire segment that entire set was the promo that buddy murphy caught cut i mean that was it everything else was like okay so why is this like why is this looking strong and i know that they tried to make they they tried not to bury the jobbers that they brought out so the andrada match i thought was worse than the drew match in terms Ooh. of burying burying a good talent i thought eric young was actually really it was you're talking about the one with eric young right yeah was it Andre, yeah. yeah i thought that match was actually pretty decent i thought it was gonna be so worse. did I. I i i didn't like that they were burying eric young like either you bury him all the way or there needed to be a lot stronger scare than what they had for scares like the elbow drop needed to happen a couple times um mm. but that's that's just my thoughts um you know, in in AEW, there was a couple matches that I was just like, this just just it's not not even keeping me right now. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was the Jericho promo, and I was like, oh my gosh, he just mentioned the list, and I was I was as much of a smart as everybody else in that arena that said <laughs> that started going, yeah. And he went, oh, get your heads out of 2016, <laughs> and I loved it, and I loved every ounce of it. Um, the lexicon of les champions. <laughs> I, I do have to say, if uh, if you say that one of the boring matches was the uh, Sheeta versus uh, Chris Statlander match, we're through. I'm just no, saying that right. Oh, no, actually, I I, uh, I jumped on the Statlander train. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would say she is the hottest big woman in wrestling right now, um, and she's not big. Like she's not Nyla Rose big, but she's. Damn, that's pretty enjoyable, and that and this is knowing my my um, penchant for uh, oh my gosh NXT uh, not Shane uh, Rhea Rhea Ripley. Wow, I have such a penchant for her. I forgot her name, <laughs> um, and and I didn't think SmackDown was terrible. I thought that they, um, you know. <sighs> SmackDown really needs two quality like the show before the go home show because the go home show is so close to the event needed to be more solid in my opinion but it was still a good show sometimes <laughs> and then there were just really bad segments in there and so um, I would say that as a whole wrestling just was really really bipolar last week like I expected the Eric Young Andrade match I expected that finish we all knew the finishes in those yeah, two. Yeah, but I expected more of a squash than I got, yeah, I, so I was really happy for them showcasing Eric Young. Eric Young. Yeah, and I and I was too, but I also was like, why? <laughs> like, I, what's this building for? Like, you're two weeks away from TLC. What are you building for? What was being built there? Was it? it this felt like a filler episode in the four pay-per-views era. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. Well. 
And I think that hits on and so uh, much of it hit, felt that way. I think um, that kind of hits on the the underlying crime for WWE in this is that we've got TLC in just a little over a week. Well, right at a week now from when we're recording this, uh, mm. and officially no we've only got one match announced. They announced announced a match uh, yesterday or today um, that uh, uh, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. Oh, Jesus. I mean, uh, could, now, that said, I mean, so SmackDown had one really in, intense segment that made you go, what the hell's going on here? This is fantastic. When is this Miz versus Bray not the Fiend thing happening? Well, what rumor has it, it that's going to be at TLC. Yeah, um, that's I mean, what I'm thinking, too. But, but like I that said, that's the rumor. the real build we saw. Other than the build that's been happening for months with Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin and, and Roman, and obviously we're going to have a uh, Seth versus KO match of some type. But, but that's like I say, is here we are a week away, and we've had one match officially announced, and a couple other that we are pretty sure are going to happen. Um, like we're, we're sure there's pretty sure there's going to be a Rusev uh, uh, Lashley match. Uh, we don't mm. care uh, that there's going to be Rusev last match, but we're pretty sure it's going to happen. Uh, but, but it'll be there. But announced, right? Like, this is when they should have three or four matches announced. That, that are then hot enough Monday, to want to watch more. Yeah, that on Monday they can finish the builds for. On Friday they can finish the builds for. But as of right now, we're just like, meh. And uh, DFA, but I kind of talked about it on the FBI uh, earlier this week. We want to have a prediction show, but I don't know when we can record it because I don't know when there's going to be enough out for us to actually predict. I mean, yeah, and wait, Friday. Till Friday? I mean, that No, but suck. they don't even, guys, because I've been doing a wrestling pool thing, okay? I've been doing a wrestling pool thing that I do for every pay-per-view, and I have a bunch of my friends involved. And then it comes to a point where I tell them a deadline, but I'm like, okay, guys, we only have four matches confirmed. Um, these are the rumored matches, so if any of these matches are happening, yeah. great. If not, then no one gets a point for anything, and these matches never happen. Yeah. Like, it's That's messing up my whole thing. It's it's almost impossible. And and that being said, you know, I mean, I hate to sound like an AEW fanboy, but you know, the next AEW pay per view isn't for a few months, and we, we already had, yeah, we already have a pretty good idea of a couple matches that are going to happen on it. Um, but anyways, yeah, not legit statement. I mean, that's solid. Not to hijack DA Fabe's uh, crime at all. I just had to vent. No, I, I also, you know, and, and to say the same thing for AEW. So there's a little bit of a why. Why Jungle Boy? I love that it's Jungle Boy. I'm not upset that it's Jungle Boy. Other than that, um, that the rest of the Jurassic Express came out with him. And and apparently, I mean, we don't, that's, that's one thing. I don't know. I, I kind of wanted a little more WWE-esque from Jungle Boy's first talking. I wanted him to talk a little bit broken <laughs> and i was sad but i was okay yeah. with it but you're, you're kind of hitting on part of my crime for later so we'll get into that but other than that i mean i i was not unpleased about it um it's it just like i said the whole thing seemed bipolar there were times i just wanted to shut it all off just shut it off and not watch any of it just it was like the the ohio state wisconsin game at times where it was just one side's dominant and then the other side of me just went oh holy crap now i actually like this you know and and uh 
because um, I didn't like the first half of that game. I'll admit it, but I, that's how I felt. It was like two two totally different worlds, multiple times throughout the week, multiple times. Now that said, I haven't done a complete and total through watch of NXT. I wanted to make sure I got SmackDown, and I knew NXT was going to be solid. Um, I also knew that there wasn't much coming up pay per view wise for those guys, so I wasn't. Uh, deep into it unless maybe they are now doing a co-branded with NXT at TLC um, but as a whole I just I was like okay I can if I have to miss one I can miss that I got all of AEW I got all of Raw and all of SmackDown um, so maybe NXT wasn't as bipolar as everything else I even felt like I said I even felt a little bit like AEW was a little bit bipolar um, but I also think that has to do with a long term build you know like I really wanted an MJF interference and I didn't get it. Um, we sort of have the Butcher and the Blade now-ish. Allie should I felt like that. they messed oh, that up. Okay. They messed it up with their promo. Yeah, they should have I, like I said, Allie should never cut an, a promo ever again as the leader of a group. Well, yeah, the um, promo <laughs> wasn't, wasn't great, although it was a little bit rescued later by MJF uh, saying that he hired uh, the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny to attack Cody. So, Which is I th- fine. I, ca- but- I think if they would have just left it at that instead of having uh, Allie cut a promo, it would have been better. I mean, did, was I the only one during Cody's promo that wanted MJF to come out and be like, yeah, you can have the match as soon as you have gold around your waist. Yeah, like, that would have been. I, that was perfect. I I liked the idea of of MJF just not responding at the time. You know what I mean? Let Cody go out there and look like a fool and take his shoes off and and all that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, a little prank. How were the shoes were more than the truck? Yeah. Uh, fashion. That's how. Um, yeah. <laughs> although that being said, going back to uh, previous conversations, I would totally fight Cody for the truck, the shoes, the watch, the <laughs> uh, uh, thing of money, even just, just some of the money watch. out of it. Uh, what about just, the $100 that he gave to a kid? Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 100 bones, man. I'm living on a policeman's salary. Okay, so was anybody else... So this is part of what made me think AEW was a little bit bipolar. Anybody else confused as to why Brandy is a heel and saying that the whole Nightmare family has this issue, but Cody's still a face? Like, that felt really, really bipolar to me. Like... it, it did a little bit. I kind of, I don't know, I kind of walked away from it saying I didn't yeah. really feel like they were uh, having Brandy so much as as a heel, more as a boss. And that, like a tweener boss who's like, I'm I'm uniting the people I like, and you're someone I like, so. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how that goes. It is, But I think that plays directly into why uh, Cody and Brandy don't come out together, is that they're separating their characters. Right. Okay. Although I will point out, Cody did tweet after uh, Dynamite posted the video of the girl in the crowd getting her head, her head shaved, sort of a thing, and said, tell me at least we signed her, right? And I thought that was fun. <laughs> She's going to cut some randomly. Uh, now, now, it, that was a real independent wrestler who, yes, has been signed to AEW. So uh, it wasn't just some rando from the crowd. No, uh, for sure. Yeah. Don't go offering up your hair, ladies. Yes. 
Uh, yeah, no, but honestly, I just didn't care. I just don't care about this Brandy, Awesome Kong. I want to build... Like, I get they're trying to, like, create a stable and have, like, a woman stable, and they're kind of doing the whole New Japan thing, right? Like, they have with all Elite and the Inner Circle or whatever. They're trying to do a female version of that, if you will, but I don't know how you're going to when you hardly really have a women's division doing anything. Well, yeah, A, it would require some of the the other women to unite into their own stable. You know, the, the NWO only got to where it was because the rest of the the uh, WCW united against them. And so you had NWO versus WCW. DX only got as far as they did when they had factions to work against or the nation or the corporation or whatever, you know? We are uh, the nation. Uh, e- even, even going back to Four Horsemen, they had to have people to go against, you know. When the teams that they fought against kind of petered out, the Four Horsemen petered out. And if you don't have somebody to like, the person to hate does not work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean, and that's that's why right now, uh, like the inner circle works because we've got these people to hate in the inner circle, and we've got the elite to like and root for and and watch them struggle and and then uh, eventually find their way together again and unite to take down the inner um, yeah. and so so that's what i think they really need to you know now we've had uh a, a few people get attacked by uh awesome kong uh and get their hair cut forcibly and so we need to have an episode where they come out together and they say, you know, we're going to stand up to the Nightmare Collective. You know, we we don't like the way they're treating people. Yada, yada, yada. But anyways. I also um, think what we could do a little bit with that, um, because you mentioned the the um, inner circle, I really, really want that Jake Hager versus, versus Luchasaurus match really, mm-hmm. really bad <laughs> because of what I saw the other night. That's all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, you know, there was a lot of really good stuff in wrestling. Uh, Bray Wyatt coming out not in the Firefly Fun Firefly Funhouse fan freaking. I mean, Homeboy has written the best storyline potentially in history, certainly in the last 20 years, in terms of long-term individual booking. Not in terms of long-term faction booking, but in terms of long-term individual booking. He can come out and have this match with Miz, and then there can be a reason for the Miz to want to, or for the Fiend to want to attack Miz. Bray Wyatt can lose all he wants, but if you beat Bray Wyatt, you have to deal with the Fiend type setup. I mean, it's this just got even more intriguing. I love it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I agree. This week was indeed up and down. Um, you know, I'd it, love it, to it, see Simon Miller do a whole week, this whole week. Yeah. I still kind of feel though they don't entirely know what they're doing with the Fiend character at this point. Oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm 100% certain they're they're week by weeking it basically, or or maybe two weeks at a time. You know, they're like, oh oh, we got two weeks until TLC. What do we do? Well, we just had him scalp uh, Daniel Bryan, so we can't do that. So um, oh, I don't know, see. Miz. Maybe. I think I think with having him having the I think the Miz move is is to bring Morrison on. I do. Possibly. Uh, 
either to help I, the Miz or to attack mm-hmm, the Miz because mm-hmm. they had they had both feuds and were partners. I just somehow or another, I just no. But you're you're not going to interfere that with the Bray Wyatt. No, yeah. that that would be a mistake for John Morrison. In my gut, I feel like John Morrison's going to debut in NXT, and I think that's the best brand. Yes, yeah. going to showcase his skills better. Um, he's going to be happier because he's not going to be touring as much. Um, so he'll be able to go off and film his uh, parkour bounty hunter movies. Uh, and... See, and I kind of, I kind of want his debut to be against CM Punk if it ever happened, because that's when he, that's how he won the ECW championship, and that's how CM Punk won the ECW championship was against him. CM but Punk's think... not coming back. Get over it, man. Let it go. Yeah, no. Let I, it I'm... go. Let it go. It's happening, dude. Every other time there's a rumor, it happens. (laughs) So let's just call it what it is. It's not happening. Let it go. You're frozen, bro. Let it go. (laughs) Two on one. So bipolar. Bipolar. I agree. I think, you know, I think it was a little bit less bipolar this week at times than previous weeks, but it definitely... Um, did feel a lot up and down on all of the shows. Um, maybe AEW, maybe the least in some ways, but now, that being said... My thing was that on Wednesday night, the show I watched on Wednesday night, when I expect there to be a direction, just seemed, it seemed four months out from a pay-per-view. Oh, crap. It's, what, three and a half months or four months out from a pay-per-view, and that's why it felt a little bit bipolar, I think. The other two don't have an excuse. But no, I, I think I agree. And so I think we can put that one out to the jury. Uh, love to hear your opinions on bipolarness in professional wrestling this last week. Um, so tweet at us what you think. And we will move on to crime number three. Crime number three. Save this one for last because it's kind of in-depth. So I'm charging the Smarks on both sides of the Wednesday Night War, right? So um, we're going to start with AEW Smarks, and then we're going to move on to WWE Smarks because the WWE ones is a little bit more in-depth for me. But the AEW Smarks, first charge on them is they're charged with putting way too much value into the rating. Um, Every week, and, and it happened last week and the week before when NXT won the ratings it happened the week before that when AEW won the ratings and and the fans for AEW were going out oh we won we won first of all the win this week was well within the margin of error for ratings which means effectively it was a tie yes the number shows AEW slightly ahead of NXT but that margin of error means effectively it was a tie right so uh we should see it as a tie not as a win for AEW. that's one thing uh but the important thing is not whether AEW or nxt had better ratings on wednesday night the important thing is nearly 1.7 million people watched wrestling live on a wednesday night hmm. 1.7 million people that's more people than watched raw two months ago that's more people than watched smackdown three months ago you know, right? That's more that's people true. than watched some network television on that yes. same Wednesday night. Yes, 
performed better. Hold on, I'm looking at this. It performed better than 1.7 everything on on CW, which is technically a a non-cable show. Um, it lost to Vikings and Hannity and college basketball and stuff like that. But you know, they as a whole, they did very very well. And that's my thing is we we need to realize that that is absolutely huge. That yeah. that. You know, this is Wednesday night, a night that's not normally associated with professional wrestling in the first place. You know, we've had Monday night wrestling for 30 years now. We've had Friday night wrestling before. Um, you know, it's been a while, but we've had it. We've had Thursday night wrestling for, for uh, both WWE and WCW before that. Uh, Tuesday night wrestling for a long time with SmackDown recently. But there has never on a regular basis been major Wednesday night wrestling. Um, and Wednesday night is not typically a huge night for TV watching because it's the middle of a week during school. Um, so, uh, people either are working the next day or they're going to school the next day. And, and because of that, they're usually tired. They go to bed a little earlier and all that stuff. And yet 1.7 million people decide not to do that, decide to instead tune in to a wrestling show on Wednesday night. That is a very big deal. And so effectively, we should say both of them because... Yeah, I mean, they were both in the top 15. Um, Number eight was AEW. Number 12, and this is this week, number 12 was NXT. Um, Meaning that they got beat by college basketball, uh, something called Challenge War of the World, and this is on cable only. Challenge War of the Worlds. Um, South Park. It's what? MTV show. It's okay. their reality competition show between real world and and anyways. My they, wife. They, it's it. it's Officer Smarks's first like favorite show ever. Apparently. Yeah. Well, I watch that and then I watch AEW and NXT. So oh. they lost to South Parks, to South Park. Sorry, uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey, but beat Real Housewives of Dallas. They oh. lost to Black Ink. They lost to the first showing of Vikings, beat the second showing of Vikings, which is a huge show right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they lost to a couple of the new shows, but beat a couple of the new shows. A- AEW beat all of the new shows except for Sports Center. Um, the gross- guys, gross- oh, they beat Guy on Food Network. That's pretty solid. I mean, uh, they beat Alaskan Bush people, which I have never watched, but I constantly get told I need to watch. Uh, they beat Man vs. Bear. Um, I mean, there's some there's some solid. They beat Homicide Hunter. They beat Property Brothers. Um, they beat the Great Food Truck Race. I mean, they beat several. They beat The Daily Show, hands mm. down. I mean, they slaughtered The Daily Show. Um, they well, Cranky Anchors doesn't really count. That's a replay, but um, they beat House Hunters International. I mean, some of these shows that you see frequently getting reruns during the daytime that that there's enough watchers that that it gets put on. You know, uh, there's there's they do blitzes and stuff like that, and they do uh, uh, marathons with these shows. They're beating them hands down, and that was both this week. Um, Again, they lost to, we'll just use AEW's numbers, um, they beat almost all of the networks except, uh, I'm sorry, they lost to all of the networks except for Riverdale and Nancy Drew on CW. 
Um, I hate Nancy Drew. And they nearly <laughs> beat... Sorry, I didn't mean to... She's probably going to tell me how I'm a horrible man and I should go to prison. Uh, it's about well, a nearly... on the doll where she hurt you. <laughs> That's exactly why I hate her. Um, single parents... So they they nearly beat single parents. They nearly beat um, what's this one right here? Making it on NBC, and they nearly beat combined the Moody's. Um, that's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid when they're only half a million view or half a billion viewers. No, half a million viewers. Sorry, behind those three. So um, yeah. <laughs> That's my point. Is it's like you know, every we should be celebrating not that AEW won, but that wrestling is period. Yeah. Um. And so, so that's why why I've got just a little problem with that because I'm on some of the Facebook groups for AEW, and every week when the ratings come out, it's this whole clamor. Oh, AEW won! Yeah, WWE is going down. First of all, I, I hate to break it to you, if WWE ever does go down. It's going to be years from now, probably That's decades, it. you know, it's because they've got so much in surplus, plus the Saudi Arabian, plus the Fox money, right? They could literally operate on insolvency for the next decade and still have money in the bank, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so WWE is not going down anytime soon unless they make some really, really horrible choices. Um, but Oh, I, they did. XFL. Yeah. But that XFL isn't coming out of WWE's money. Vince sold his shares in WWE, uh, not all of them, but a bunch of his shares to finance XFL. So, so XFL, you know, even if it goes under and all that stuff, it really shouldn't affect WWE in any real way. Um, but that's my point is in the end, um, uh, WWE is not going anywhere anytime soon. But we really shouldn't oh, want WWE to go anywhere. Because uh, the reason WWE got so bad is because there wasn't anyone really competing with them. And uh, as much as I love AEW, do we really think if AEW was the only game left in town, they would continue to be good? No. No. no, I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is that um, the same shows don't beat the networks on the right. Like, Raw doesn't beat the networks on a regular basis. Um but it does i mean it holds its own in the cable market in the cable market it was four five and six so um sure 30 years does mean something and their top was 2.4 this week mm-hmm. their top hour was a 2.4 so so um, only seven hundred thousand more people than watched wrestling on win correct and i don't have friday's numbers yet and they i don't know if they're out yet or not but but so that was that was the first part of my crime the other part uh, charging AEW is, frankly, AEW Smarks, I'm charging them with being whiny little bitches about, in this case, Jungle Boy, but it's been whoever before, getting a match with Jericho, even though it's not for the title, which they've specifically said it's not a title match, um, because they get on Facebook or, or Twitter and they say, but you said wins and losses matter, but Jungle Boy doesn't have any wins, so why did he get a match? Me, 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 me. Wins and I losses. I kind of thought that though. I I get it, but here's the deal: the important thing to remember is wins and losses matter, but wins and losses aren't the only thing that matter, right? Well, right. So, the other thing to be said is is how do you get wins and losses if you don't have a match? Yeah. But so so I mean, here's here's the example. First of all, uh, Jungle Boy got the match because he came out and he said, "I want a match," and Chris Jericho said, "Okay." 
you know? So this wasn't the booking committee, the championship committee saying, you need to give Jungle Boy a match. This wasn't coming from the storyline booking committee. This was Jungle Boy said, I want a match. And Jericho said, okay, you've got it. So that's that's right there is the important thing. But number two, um, like I say, they did not say that wins and losses would be the only thing that matter. So there are other things that play into it. And the example I like to use, and this might not be something that Justin follows uh, really closely, but is in the NFL, right? So uh, in the American National Football League, uh, wins and losses do matter in the regular season in terms of getting to the playoffs, right? Um, But uh, they only matter in certain ways, right? Uh, because there's conferences, right? So uh, there's two halves to the NFL. And a team with a, a poorer win-loss record in the NFC could get into the playoffs over a team with a better win-loss record in the AFC just because there are more better win-loss records in the AFC, right? Sure. Uh, so so there's sure. that. Uh, but then, effectively, in the playoffs, those win-loss matters don't matter anymore, Right. Uh, because no, at all. Starting... I mean, we've seen nine and seven teams win the Super Bowl, and that's my point. Is I, it is not uncommon for the two teams that win the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl to have not been the best win loss record teams in the playoffs, and sometimes have been the worst win loss record in the playoffs. Um, to go on yeah. that way, and there have been times that the Super Bowl champion has been one of the teams that that got into the playoffs on a wild card because they had one of the poor win-loss records, right? And they're the ones who win the whole league because there are other things that matter than just pure win-loss records. In fact, your timing of wins matters sometimes more than the actual wins or losses, right? Um, Winning later in the season can give you a push to the playoff that winning earlier in the season doesn't necessarily do. Um, And so on and so forth. and that's what I kind of uh, do this is like uh, Jungle Boy, A, he's not getting a shot at the championship, but B, he's getting a shot at the champion because he challenged and it was accepted. Um, and wins and losses is, matter, but they're not the only thing that matter. And even though he's lost a bunch of matches, he's also had some of the most entertaining matches in AEW. Well, and this is where, where you know, this booking ends up being a lot like Eric Young versus, uh, though I didn't care for the match as a whole, Eric Young versus Andrade, it still makes you really Eric didn't Young like that good. Match. I, I, not as much as... <laughs> like, you just keep dragging on like it. Like, it oh much, my God. I didn't like it as much as you hated the Tozawa match. So, um, and I thought the Tozawa match gave us a good show at Tozawa. What I really think is, though, that you needed to do a push with Drew with a bigger character than Tozawa. That's my thoughts. But anyway, um, I, I was having technical difficulties, so I had to bow out of the call and then come back. So you guys got most of that conversation. Anyway, um, and I, I would say that Jungle Boy does that. I think that, that at some point, Chris Jericho has to go on tour and perform music and do his normal life. And, um, and at some point, we all have to respect the fact that he's 50 and still one of the best wrestlers in the world. Well, um, and he specifically said in shoot interviews on his podcast and elsewhere that he really does view his role in AEW as I am here to put over a lot of the new guy, right? He is there 
to make the new guys look good. I mean, has anybody recently cut better promos than him? With the exception of 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 uh, Smarks, your take on Cody Rhodes, I don't know that we've talked about anybody who has better promos than Chris Jericho right now. Um, Foreshadowing. A lot of teaching there. Oh, this is there's another another crime coming from you. Wow. Okay, go Uh, on. It's it's a lot of crime. It's just something for later. But but um. But so, okay, and that's enough about the AEW side of things because we could talk forever <laughs> about AEW marks being all up on who won this week or, or Jungle Boy shouldn't get a shot. Or before Jungle Boy, it was, uh, um, oh, who was the last match? Um, anyways, it's been it's been a bunch of the matches. And, and even that, it's, oh, if wins and losses matter, why isn't Pac getting a shot? Um, you know... Like I said, wins and losses matter, but they're not the only thing that matters. Because to make wins and losses matter, everybody has to have wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing. Like, storyline matters. In fact, storyline probably matters more than wins and losses. It doesn't matter if Pack has, you know, eight wins and zero losses. If the storyline is not he's going after the championship, then he's not going to go after the championship, right? Um... So that's important. Uh, In fact, that's the struggle with the storyline with Mox, because just a little while back, we were like, Mox doesn't want the title. Mm -hmm. That was the feeling we got. And now all of a sudden he wants the title. And then... Because he's number two. They've reportedly said before that sometime in January, all the wins losses will reset. Whether that's January 1st or not, I don't know. But that would be a big way. Well, I mean, eventually... they kind of started it. Well, and, and that's just the nature of them starting the the show, you know, so late in the year. Um, but yeah, you do but October. They do have to at some point have them reset, just because, you know, if you don't ever have them reset, we'll be four years into this, and there will be someone with 872 wins and two losses. Um, well, and, and UFC does that. Um, and then you're you're gonna have someone with, uh, you know four wins and, and 872 losses uh, who needs to challenge for the belt and then the AEW Smarks are going to be like, well, he shouldn't get a shot at the belt because he's only got four wins. So, or they have, have to do it. Shanna who has a bunch of losses. But, but it's phenomenal. Should, yeah, but it's phenomenal. So, I think what they're doing is a what have you done for me lately type drop stuff off. So, if it was this week, then the prior wins and losses. So six, the last six months worth of wins and losses, or the last, you know, I, I think that's the the path that they're kind of yeah. shooting for. They could they could because... do a fall off. Um, I think they're gonna do it more like a seasonal thing, where just like with football, at the end of the season, your wins and losses go back to zero, and you start from scratch again. Um, and so, oh, that makes sense. The you have they the could wait until the September. And they could wait yeah. until September and do it, and 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 have it be a full year, or they could just do it in January. And I think they're just going to do it in January because that makes sense to them. Um, I mean, you know, it's the same thing, uh, or related to this whole uh, wins and losses matter and all this stuff. Uh, I saw so many people complaining that Chris Statlander got a win over Hikaru Shida this week because Shida's the number one contender. You're just totally ruining her momentum. And I'm like, she lost one match, right? And she lost it in a barn burner um, oh, to a, to a new match. great 
wrestler, right? I don't think it hurt Sheeta at all. I'm still super stoked. Riho. Um, Bless you. And, Sorry. And it helped build up Statlander some more, and I'm super excited to see Statlander more. So, um, but well, we will move example. on. I mean, if we think real quick before we move on, if we think back to Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley, because that's that's the hottest feud that was extended on NXT. That was kind of an off off. Uh, title feud or to Dijakovic versus uh, Keith Lee um, either of those feuds you know there were significant losses taken by the guy that by the person who's getting the push right now and the other person isn't being thrown away because they're not getting a push it just means that this person's the one that's going to get the push right now exactly. um, and so you have to have kind of a little mental reset for the hot hand. It was what I complained about earlier with Strowman's push just kind of getting thrown aside and McIntyre's push kind of getting thrown aside. Justin, you mentioned that. You know, those, oh. those good pushes got thrown out and you have to allow for the good pushes to be good pushes. Now, uh, if if Sheeta comes out this week and loses again, then then it's a bad move and it's 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 burying her uh it's hurting her momentum i just i you know just like with we mentioned nfl an nfl team can be on a streak and on its way to the super bowl and lose a game uh and it playoffs. doesn't necessarily stop them from still going on to the playoffs and winning the super bowl you know um this is a hiccup in uh Sheeta's road not a car crash you know Correct. Mm. Um, oh, I like so. that analogy. Well played. So, so we will move on though to the other side of this because I'm charging the WWE smarks uh, with having a biased and unfair opinion of AEW based on demonstrably false notion. Um, and the biggest one I've noticed recently is I've seen it on Twitter and on Facebook and and I've just heard people on on different uh, podcasts talk about it and they say something along the lines of. Not every match needs to be a 20-minute spot fest. Um, or, you know, they just always put on these super long spot fests and they, you know, they just need to have some shorter matches. So I took some time this week. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And that's You're why really I wanted angry. this to go on last because it kind of fired me up here. So in the 10 weeks that we've had of AEW Dynamite, right, compared to the same period for NXT, right? So, and I'm, I'm using... I've separated this out. I've got AEW Dynamite. I've also got the stats for Dark and for NXT, so we can compare them just Dynamite uh, or all of AEW TV, using the air quotes, uh, versus NXT in the same period. So uh, on Dynamite, there have been a total of 56 total matches, right? Of those, 33, 58% of them went over 10 minutes. Only three of them on all 56 matches on Dynamite went over 15 minutes. That's oh, 5%, wow. right? Uh, and I'm rounding the percentages a bit because uh, I don't want to be 5.6275% or whatever, right? We don't play uh, semantics here, don't worry. Nine of uh, the 56 matches were under five minutes, 16% of them. So oh. 14 of their matches were in the five to 10 minute range. So a full quarter of their matches were five to 10 minutes, right? Uh, for AEW Dark, 29 total match, only 14 above uh, 10 minutes, so that's 48%. Only three above 15 minutes for 10%. Three of them under five minutes for 10%, leaving 12 of them in the five to 10 minute range, 
right? We go to NXT in the same time period, same 10 weeks, 61 total match. So they've had a few more matches, right? 29 of them over 10 minutes. So that's 47%. Damn. Eight of them over 15 minutes. Eight of them. That's 13%. Wow. Compared to in Dynamite, only three of them were over 15, right? Um, and 18 under five minutes at 29%, leaving 14 in the five to 10 minute range. So if we compare them right there, we see in the five to 10 minute range on Dynamite and AEW uh, on, and NXT, they're basically the same. Right. In the under five minute range, uh, NXT has a few more squashes than AEW has had. Um, that makes sense. In the uh, over, uh, over 15 minute range though, NXT by far has more 15 plus minute matches than, than AEW has had. And if you even add in Dark for all of AEW TV, that's still only six 15 minute plus matches in all 85 total matches that AEW has had on both their shows versus eight over 15 minutes on NXT. So NXT still has more 15 plus minute matches than all of AEW, Dark and Dynamite combined, right? Um, that's that's just right there. I mean, that's a to me a mic drop moment on this whole argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's... NXT is having way more longer matches than AEW is having. Now you can argue Spot Fest a bit. I give you that because uh, both NXT and AEW tends to be a little spot heavy. Um, you know, uh, I think um, Petey Williams tweeted out earlier this week uh, that NXT executives we need more people watching. Canadian Destroyers. We need more people watching. More Canadian Destroyers. Um, <laughs> and and the thing is that that's on both of them. Uh, both AEW and NXT use a lot bigger spots than you see necessarily on normal WWE TV or, or all that. But at the same right. point, I mean, I just, I really think, you know, if you're trying to knock AEW for having these long matches and not having uh, the shorter matches, the five to 10 minute matches and the under five minute matches, then you are aiming at the wrong people. NXT is doing that way more than AEW has been. Um, and and when you go to the other ones, right, they're effectively the same, right? Uh, so, so you really comes down to this, just stop using this argument, people. And more specifically, I think this really just comes down to uh, this this uh, need to feel like you're a part of a clan. You know what I mean? Uh, that you're part of. Oh, a that's group. what it is for sure. That's that's what it is for sure, though. And I applaud you on your work, cause wow. And honestly, if I may say so, if you do have that listed somewhere and you made that on your computer or something, to not put that all that nice work to waste, I would definitely post it. Mm -hmm. with your standings because wow i i certainly applaud that but i don't think that was necessarily needed because it's just a lot of people who are just gonna talk trash about the other company because they're either pro wwe or pro aew i guess what i'm saying with it is get better material if you're gonna bash something at least bash it truthfully this really? is the internet, Officer Smarks. There um, is no I, I don't better care. I will throw out charges. I will write tickets left and right for this. Oh, snap. All right. Um, but that's the deal is 85 total AEW matches, 55% uh, of them over 10 minutes, only 7% over 15, 14% under 5 minutes. So 
30% of them in the 5 to 10 minute range. To be perfectly honest, I think that's about a perfect kind of layout for things. I mean, you could argue maybe they need a few more squash matches, um, but, but aside from a couple big guys right now, who do you have that really on AEW deserves a squash match? Jake Hager, uh, Nyla Rose, Awesome Kong. I, you have to do a, a Jake Hager one because of his yeah. contract with somebody else. So well, Yeah, but that's, my, that's three wrestlers in the entire company that demand a squash match right now. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus, maybe, right? Now, uh, to get ahead to some of the misdemeanors, I have a feeling that we're going to have at least one more big guy show up in AEW sometime in the future. Maybe about 90 days from now, give or take. Um, Somebody with perhaps a beard. Yeah, with perhaps a big scraggly beard. Um, Who although, perhaps uh, trademarked a new name recently yeah. or an old name that he's had and used before the WWE, perhaps? A newsed name. That's new use. Uh, oh, just you did not just do that. That's even worse than my Jesus comment. <laughs> I, I once, when I was selling cars, I once uh, thought I should trademark news because I sold used cars to people, but they were new to the people, so they were news. But then I found out that in the area, uh, not too far from here, uh, there was a uh, dealership, uh, Newset, that was spelled the same way. Uh, and I was like, damn it, because then it looks like I'm advertising. Mm. Hey, you should advertise Cheetos because that was really, really up there with cheesy. Yes. Hashtag. Hashtag still not sponsored. Yeah, hashtag send us some <laughs> Cheetos, please. <laughs> yeah, literally sponsorship. Just a bag. One yeah, bag. bag. Cheetos yeah. counts. A bag. If you want to be generous, a bag a week or a month. I don't care. Like, give me some. You don't have to throw us money. I mean, if you want to throw us money, uh, I'm not gonna. Say I mean, no. bring in the Benjamins. Come on, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. But uh, oh, but whatever. Um, but so, you so got that two, was really oh, Jesus is in like five minutes there. Gene. It's yeah. it's it's ultimate. It's 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 cheese galore here. Like uh, I don't maybe. know if he's working for Saputo Cheese or if he's working for the Cheetah Cheetos. Jeez uh, Louise. Oh, that's 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 not a Jesus. So Jeez Louise is fine. Move on. <laughs> I, uh, I I I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate here and say um, you're an AEW smart. <laughs> I That's am an AEW smart. My point still being here is, uh, is I'm like bashing on my company, yo. No, because here's the the simple fact: is it's not about them bashing. It's about them using bad I, concept. Like, if you're gonna make an argument against someone, at least base it on fact. At least base it on something in reality. Like, if you want to talk about spots, if you want to say not every rat match needs to have Canadian destroyers in it. Well played. There's way too many uh, Canadian destroyers in in AEW. There's also way too many in NXT, but that's beside them. Um, if you want to say, oh, they they hit people with these these huge moves and and then they sit right back up and they no sell them, that's fair. That's the style of wrestling that's come to be, especially through Young Bucks. Um, and and uh, it's legitimately something that I struggle with 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 young bucks. You know, their style tends to be hit big moves, not sell. Hit another big move, not sell. Then finally something sells. You know, um, and that's legitimately something that you can come after them with. But when you're talking about length of matches, it's it's something that the statistics simply do not show. Uh, and so get better material, guys. That's I guess what it really comes down to. Uh, Come up with yeah, something. They're smart, that... dude. They're, yeah. they, they literally, I mean, 
we do a podcast on it and so we're smarts too i'm not trying to say we're not um i frequently mention say a tag team from the wrong brand um as somebody on a different brand or stuff like that but at the end of the day um you know they're 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 gonna they're gonna try and say stuff that gets views that's all they're doing well, it's not going to get views from this smart. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, it apparently has. It's gotten a lot of research from not that smart. Not anymore. Actually, oh, this, was, this, was, this was something that came across. So the, the, the one that really spawned me was a comment on a Facebook uh, something or other. And, and now you're just promoting this individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were they were just, you know, it was, it was uh, uh, the FTW You have this person's name on the wall, on, on your wall as we speak, throwing darts at it. I oh, feel no, it. it's it's on my wall, but it's got, um you know, the, the thumbtacks with uh, yarn in between it as I'm mapping uh, out the conspiracy. Oh, boy. Um, but that's those were my big things. That's why I wanted to save that towards the end because it definitely went for probably more in depth than needed. But I just, uh, on all of this, just like on both sides, just step back and just enjoy the wrestling is I guess what I read. You know, if you don't like AEW, fine. Don't watch it. Watch NXT. Watch but the one with the 20 minute long spot fest match. I don't you know we're in 2019, right? And cancel culture is a thing nowadays. And the internet and trolling has been a thing for, I would say, since Facebook opened, what, 2006? This won't change. This won't change. And as long as there are, there's a war now, you know how many people are excited by this? I get it. But just because it won't change doesn't mean I shouldn't try to stop it, right? I mean, it's a lot of energy. No, for sure. You're right. But you're not going to really... You against the internet worldwide web? Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, you know, some, someone that. said this little Chinese guy couldn't stop a tank at Tiananmen Square, but, you know, he did. Okay. He then got hauled off and put in uh, an internment camp and never seen again. But he stopped a tank, and that's all that matters. Fair enough. I agree. And you know what, though? But it is a valid point uh, still in that regard. A lot of people just, you know, and, and that's the beauty about just presenting facts. When someone is arguing like that, oh, but this, but this, and then you come out with something like... Like you just did with your lovely research there and say, but no, it's NXT has actually had more 15 minute matches. The reason why I think a lot of people think that maybe AEW has more is because that they blatantly call out the times every so often, like you have 10 minutes left and da, 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 da. And so it might make it seem like it's actually a lot longer because all of their matches are generally with a 20 minute time limit, right? The majority of the matches are like that. So I think a lot of people were just kind of talking as, oh, well, it's 20 minutes. So they've they've ordered 20 minutes of their time for that match without actually putting any real effort like you have into actually checking it out. Because the WWE doesn't really divulge into the time too much. I don't even feel like they say it anymore. They they don't say it uh, where we can hear it on TV, but they do say it usually over the the like the ring announcer uh, when he's announcing. It's often when they're at commercial break, stuff like that, I think. But the ring announcer will be like, this match is scheduled for one fall with a 20-minute time limit or whatever. But the thing is... Yeah, WWE has never enforced timeline, so I think that plays into it as well. That's valid. 
But so enough <laughs> on my rant on on people just needing to do better with their arguments, I guess. Um, and we will move on uh, to misdemeanors. Misdemeanors and miscellaneous. I've just got a few, um, and they're kind of small, but some of them are kind of important. So the biggest one, first one, uh, WWE is charged with doing the right thing and letting wrestlers that are unhappy there go so they can find a place where they will be happy. Cough, Brody Lee to AEW. Cough, cough, cough. Um, <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, at the same time, what about uh, the revival? Well, the revival... Here's the deal: is I, I really think the revival's playing, playing the um, negotiation game. They've been unhappy, then they get given the title, so then they're happy again. Then they're not. They know that if they ever leave, they can go to AEW and they'll be there and instantly perceived as stars, sort of thing. So th they know that the ball is in their court; that they've got the power now. Um, and they also know that WWE likes them enough to keep them around, whereas. Uh, in the case of this, the Ascension um, obviously have been unhappy, have not been used well since their time in NXT, um, mm. have just kind of floundered on the main roster, were part of a dumb uh, fashion police storyline a couple years ago. Um, I enjoyed that storyline. Well, but it just, it turned them into <laughs> stupid. It turned them into stupid henchmen guys, you know? But at least I got to see them, though. Like, that yeah. was the only time we yeah, actually true. got... I totally a... forgot that they were tag team champions in NXT. Mm -hmm. Like, And that's the deal. They, they were brought in. They should have been brought in like the Viking Raiders, destroying people. Uh, the war Viking Raider experience machine. Um... <laughs> Uh, but but they Can were. We added another name to that. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to come up with something. Um, I mean, we could talk about their old names, Rowan and and Row Row and Hanson, Hanson and Row. Anyways, um, but but they weren't. They were brought in as just kind of another tag team. You know, they they could have been uh, Demolition 3.0 or Road Warriors 4.0 or I don't know how many uh, variations on both of those there have been, so I'm throwing out numbers. Um, but instead, they were just another tag team. Um, and so they were definitely unhappy in WWE and definitely have a future elsewhere that they could be used and, um, and, and really be successful, whether it's Impact or AEW or... Uh, Ring of Honor or New Japan, I, I do see a future ahead of them there. Uh, whereas the revival, I really think they're they're more playing the uh, who's gonna treat us better game um, because they know AEW would like them, but they also know that WWE likes them enough to throw to offers know. at them and, and keep them there. Um, mm. But but uh, Luke Harper, you know. Uh, uh, D.A. Fabe and I have talked a long time about how Luke Harper was potentially the most talented or, or maybe second most talented of all the Wyatt family uh, behind Bray himself. Bray, yeah. Well, um, I mean, as long as you're not counting Randy Orton for the short while he was there and, and uh, uh, yeah, the other Bryan, Daniel Bryan, yep. Um, but, but that's the I mean, so, so on the same note that you had with Fundango there, what about the Ascension? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the deal. And the Ascension... I mean, they're, they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. I think they're gonna... 
they're going to have a good uh, good career someplace, whether that's... Now, once again, we don't know the terms of them being released. Um, they, they could have a 90-day no-compete clause, uh, which is fairly common for WWE. Um, but they could have negotiated to not have one, especially since they this engine hasn't been used in so long. Uh, you know, it could have been that they, they're free to go wherever. We don't know. Um, and we won't know until we see them show up in the Impact Zone or uh, the Ring of Honor ring. Yeah, I mean, they, they're not AEW. <laughs> they're just not. So I, think it's, I think they could be. Um, Luke Harper. Be I'd say Luke Harper or uh, what is Luke his Harper name? Luke Harper is. Uh, Brody, Brody, Brody. Yeah. Luke Harper definitely is uh, AEW material, in my opinion. Um, I think the Ascension could be AEW material, but they'd have to be repackaged and they'd have to be brought out the right way, which right now AEW doesn't have a huge track record on bringing out people the right way. I'm looking at you, Butcher and Blade. Uh, you know, they're, <laughs> they're so they're, they're, offended right now. <laughs> yeah, I really, I'm really excited about those guys. Yeah, okay. it's, it's really. the Blade. Who the hell is this? The blade and the butcher. The butcher and the blade. Like Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking it. <laughs> so, so uh, since we're talking a little bit about the tweet you just recently had, again, that is at uh, Ron Order, right? At Ron Order WBU. WBU. Okay. Um, since we're talking about that tweet, where does Sin Cara land? Number one, he's not Sin Cara because. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm pretty sure WWE being the guys they are, I if I was them, I'd still just bring in a new jobber to be Sinkara. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, here's ultimately what it comes down to is it's all whether WWE feels they still have value in the Sinkara name, um, and I don't think there's much value in the Sinkara name one way or another. He he is viewed oh, as I a job. You can have. You can have. Uh, Oh, let's just and pretend this is that, the second that... Sinkara anyways. Yeah, but yeah. That's what, I think they've ruined the Sinkara name so much over the years that I don't necessarily know there's there's like an inherent value in it. Um, I I think the value in Sinkara is that you can have Umberto come out and job for somebody, and it doesn't ruin Umberto mm-hmm. or but, somebody else like that, another luchador. Yeah. Um, Epico, you can have Epico come out. Yeah. As as long as they don't make him hit that that stupid um, uh, trampoline and fly over the rope and potentially botch throughout his leg. Just just be you know have him stop and he's not going to do that anymore. Like you say, I am 100% certain WWE retains the rights to the Sin Cara name, so he's not going to be wrestling somewhere as Sin Cara. Period. Right. That's just well. He's going to be announcing for uh, El Patron's uh, combat, uh, whatever have you. And that's the deal. That's what I read. Is he was at the uh, fight this last weekend? This Mm -hmm. weekend, I should say, where uh, Alberto El Patron got his ass whooped uh, by. uh, That's a fair point, though. uh, Or is this actually legit though, or is it fake? Yes, that's legit fighting. that was and, a real fight, and, and he fought a real fighter. But he gave him a WWE belt, so I'm confused. But this is like the $1,500 ones. This is the one he got for winning the title. That's the deal. When, you know, when you are a WWE champion of any sort, you get a replica belt for so you can hang it up on your wall and you know carry it to events and stuff like that. Um, 
uh, well, the expensive one that they have stays under lock and key, sort of thing. I mean, when you're the actual champion, they let you carry it around, but then you hand it off to the next guy, but you still have the replica belt that you can use. So, um, so he had that, um, and Tino Ortiz won it. But so that was the big report that I heard was that uh, Hunico, formerly known as Sin Cara, what I don't know what his real name is, forgive me on that, um, is is planning on doing announcing for that combat sport whatever it's called um and maybe done with professional wrestling at least for the time being which actually in a way might be good for him uh if only just to allow him to reset a bit so when he does come back to professional wrestling he's not oh you used to be Sin Cara he can be himself again sort of a thing um but I I don't see him ever rising to AEW's level quite yet uh, but I do see that he could definitely have a good career down in AAA uh, in Mexico, you know, and, and sure. live out a pretty good life down there. Um, I I think the Ascension could have a shot in AEW, but like I said, they'd have to be repackaged and they'd have to be, you know, uh, booked right to come in and look like monsters like they were, you know. Um, of of course, course, they were for a while. Which, well, they were in NXT, definitely. Um, now, they definitely, I'm sure, don't have the rights to the name The Ascension, um, which is fine, because uh, WWE did enough to ruin that name anyways. Um, but, but I don't think you can get the rights to the face paint. No, you well, you can trademark specific designs, but you can't trademark face paint. Um, yeah. You can trademark specific outfit like things like uh the road warrior spikes you know stuff like that but you you can't uh trademark overall gimmick sort of thing so they could come up with a new name and similar clothes um it might do for them to change colors from red and black to i don't know black black and red black and orange (laughs) black black i don't know anyway yes mauve Black wow. and Rowan. Oh, so it's a Chris Brown costume? Yeah. Black and Rihanna. No, no, too soon? Too soon? All right, too soon? No, I'm going to go ahead and say, ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Who's cheesy now, man? Uh, so, uh, also going to throw misdemeanor at AEW for the absolutely hilarious nudge at NXT by having Britt Baker in the audience looking shocked after Nyla Rose powerbomb Shanna onto the ref. And, and uh, I think it was Excalibur said, That's Adam Cole's girlfriend. Uh, that <laughs> had me roll. Um, I, I thought yeah, that was hilarious. That was spot and, on. And then they've even started a Britt Baker challenge on Twitter where they want you to tweet photos of you doing the hand over your mouth shocked face that Britt Baker was doing um, oh. and stuff. And, and I think I think that's a brilliant use of social media and a brilliant kind of just nudge, nudge, wink, wink at, at NXT. So um, so I, I was happy with that. What about you, DFA? Any misdemeanors? No, I mean, I think my crimes were enough to qualify as misdemeanors instead of felonies, but there was just so much of it that I, it was like repeat offenders this week. That's why bipolar would have been my misdemeanor, but it was like, man, significant repeat offending all week long. So I get it. I get it. Justin, you got anything? Um, I mean, I don't know, guys. I don't know if it's just me, uh, if it's maybe my cable company or whatever, but 
first of all, for me, NXT on Wednesday was unwatchable. There was like audio issues galore. Yeah, audio. I, I would say that I had it with AEW too. AEW, so, I think, was just a nature them uh, growing pains with them because for the first five minutes, ten minutes of it, you could almost was, not hear the. Announcers. Yeah, but it's it's weird though at some points too because. Um, a lot of people thought it was just uh, an American thing, and then I'm and then I message a guy. I'm like, no, listen, I'm getting it on TSN as well. Like, it's weird because sometimes I'm getting like mic, like in ring mic issues in terms of the actual wrestling ring themselves when they're wrestling, and it just sounds muffled. And then for some reason, every single week that I get with AEW, I always get them like not talking for a good while. So I'm thinking like, okay, maybe they're swearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm just blacks out but then this week i believe it was they were like wrestling i think it was the young bucks wrestling or or it was uh, phoenix wrestling or something and like it was off for like a good two minutes and i'm like okay there's no way anyone's swearing like that long yeah. you know well I, and like i say with, with aew um i've been following a lot of the tweets at them over the last 10 weeks and you know every week there's people complaining that Either the entrance music was not loud enough so you couldn't hear the entrance music or the ring wasn't mic'd loud enough so you couldn't hear the stuff in the ring quite well enough, things like that. So I think they're really having a little bit of growing pains as to, you know, the difference between a house show match where all you have to do is mic it enough for the audience to hear and a television show where you have to have this nice balance between ring mic, uh, entrance music, crowd mic, and announcer Mike, and I think they're still trying to find their footing for AEW a bit. That being said, I don't remember having any moments this week where the audio was like 100% out. I just, like, at the beginning of AEW, uh, yeah, five, ten minutes of it. Five, were... ten minutes, you could almost not hear, like, you could still hear them, but they were so quiet, like, you're trying to turn your TV up, but you don't want to turn it up too loud because. because See, I didn't have that here. issue, though. It's really oh, weird. Have... I didn't have that issue at all. I thought there was an issue with my with my setup. Like, again, I use YouTube TV as my cable provider. Sure, we'll say that. And so I thought there was an issue with the uh, with the recording and, and all that stuff. So I had the exact same issue, Smarks. Yeah, no, and that that was the same. I I go through uh, uh, Sling TV, so it was the same thing there. But I've I've read. Uh, reports that it was even you know live on on tnt for cable sub- subscribers here but but like i said we didn't have any as far as i saw i didn't have any like the full dropouts of the audio there were just times where the balance was just way off uh for us so and that's something that AEW really needs to work on and you know frankly uh they should be you know uh it it, it might be one of the problems with them not having house shows right now is that they don't have any dry runs, for lack of a better term, that they can, yeah. But know, I mean, like, hook, hook up the equipment, spot on. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have any audio issues with full gear, so you, one would imagine that they would just. Well, exactly I, here's the gear. deal: is I think a lot of it just comes down to the crew. You hire a bigger and fuller crew for a pay-per-view than you do for your weekly show. Um, Valid. Your weekly show travels uh, and sometimes can be different crews altogether. Uh, listening to uh, 83 Weeks, you often would hear uh, Eric Bischoff talking about 
uh, how, oh, we were in this place, so we had to use union workers, uh, or we were in this place, and so we could use whatever we wanted. Uh, these places, we could bring in our own people from, from Turner, whereas these places, we had to use local people. Stuff like that can play into it. Gotcha. Um, the bigger pay-per-views also, I think there's more rehearsal time for them that allow them to iron out bugs. And that's kind of why I was, you know, saying if they had house shows where they could just say, hey, we're going to hook up the the TV truck as if we were broadcasting this just so we can uh, try to get these levels a little bit better and figure this stuff out. But they don't really have that. So I think that's kind of working against them. On the swearing side note, to go along with what Justin mentioned, um, Anybody else notice that it was in prime that that Kevin Owens said bullshit in prime time? Mm-hmm. It was. Oh, like I the, think that was that was yeah. As that was, soon uh, as he uh, said it, I was like, oh my gosh, they're trying to top because AW. again, MJF waited till two minutes after prime time ends at nine nine p.m. Central, uh, ten p.m. Eastern. Um, he waited till two minutes after, so there were no FCA fines. Um, uh, is that right? FCA, Federal Communications. FCC. 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 FCA is Fiat Chrysler Corporate. Yes, Fiat Chrysler <laughs> of America. I don't know how I would know that. Anyway, stop. Uh, uh, stuff reasons let's move just, on just reasons and stuff anyway so fcc um federal communications commission so mjf actually waited till right after it and not a week after um uh kevin owens says it in the first two minutes of the show in prime time and i was like uh did usa say yeah we'll just go ahead and pay your fine just do it we want we want a competitive act. Well, and there are some things I was kind of looking into this, and cable channels have a little bit more leeway than broadcast channels. So Fox, okay. CBS, uh, ABC, NBC, uh, CW have tighter restrictions than the purely cable companies do. So that might play into it there. Um, uh, but I don't know. You know. You know. Frankly. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Vince McMahon saying we'll pay whatever fines we, we want. I mean, it's obvious they're trying to be edgier, a little bit more attitude oh, era now. Yeah. So. And that that was that was the biggest indicator for me because we had actually had a real conversation about the exceptional timing that Tony Khan had this early in to not make that mistake of three minutes earlier it's a fine and when it happened it's not you know i i think there's only what two maybe three words that you can't say on on non uh paid channel television uh yeah. and shit isn't one of them so um you know the f-bomb i think you have to be on a paid channel television the c-word uh, there's some there's some derogatory words um that i are think with the the advent of of uh, TV ratings, some things have been so, so. If you are are officially rated TVMA, you can allow some extra stuff in because you say at the beginning this is for mature audiences, so don't let your kids watch. Oh, that might uh, help. Yeah. So, so I don't that know. Makes sense. But I'm by no means a lawyer, DA Fabe, so I don't know for certain laws. Well, I am not an FCC lawyer, so, you know. Ah, touchy. touchy. I prosecute crime. I'm a prosecutor. Touche. Anyway. Well, uh, since uh, no one else has any misdemeanors, we will move on to our most recent segment, Commendation. 
recommendations. And uh, this is where I get to Cody Rhodes because I am commending him uh, once again for proving to me at least that he is the best promo in the game. That's um, where it was coming. Okay. I, I've been waiting for it. Uh, that promo about what do you want, you know, to fight me? What do you want? Do you want my uh, super uh, special edition truck? Here, you can have it. You want my Louboutins? You can have those. You want this? This briefcase full of cash? Um, you, sure, you can have it. You want this uh, super expensive uh, diving watch? You can have it. Just give me a match. Um, it was so well done. It had so many chances that it could have gone over the line to just cheesiness. Uh, it kind of did, though. I didn't get to cheesy. Uh, at thank all. you. I wanted to be not the one who said that. <laughs> You can never be scared, uh, kayfabe. You can never be scared to speak well, on your the mind. Here's the reason why. Maybe So we're gonna actually let Justin open and close this because mine is a commendation to Chris Jericho for once again proving he's the best <laughs> promo artist in the game, and his cheesy was a quality cheesy, not. Oh, you're just gonna give some dude some some expensive stuff to wrestle him, and so <laughs> that's where I have to agree with with Justin. I was gonna wait. I'm glad you interrupted. Um, but go ahead, Sparks. Finish, finish your commendation because it's no, wrong. No, I just to to me, uh, I just think it it didn't to me ever go over to cheese. I didn't get that uh, from it. I got here's a man who knows what he wants. It's not the championship, it's revenge. And he's willing to do whatever he has to to get that revenge. And if that's give up all of this stuff... Now, yes, um, you have to suspend your disbelief and think he actually carried a briefcase of $50,000 cash down to a ring. Eh, but uh, this is professional wrestling. We've had to suspend our disbelief for 80 years. Um, we had to suspend our disbelief when Vince McMahon got blown up in a limo and then showed up a week later um, it's not even the same thing like the the shoes to me was the most stupidest thing in the world you want these shoes here most expensive thing on my body like red shoes dude have you looked at how much louboutins are and no, for no, someone like 10 grand but like yeah. a lot and for someone of uh mjf's character who values expensive things like an expensive uh scarf to wear around his neck that he to me that that spoke to his character that that was cody Rhodes saying you're a guy who likes to show off how uh you're better than people you wear better things than them you you wear your stupid fake uh uh, scarf around to show you're better. Here, I'll give you a chance to have the things that you can use to show you're better and than people. That's the problem. Because See, if that's... he would have went that way, then it would have been perfect. But the way that Cody Rose actually did it was just, it felt just very braggadocious. Like he was just bragging about all the stuff that he has. Look I felt it. I am. That's yeah, what I like got how to rich I am. Yeah. That's, like, that's and... how you catch someone like MJF. By appealing to, I'm richer than you. That's how you, you know, that's my point is, MJF is not going to come at you 
uh, if you're like, I'm humble and all of this stuff, MJF comes at you when he's jealous of you. That's how you catch someone like that. That's how you catch a bully. MJF versus Seth, Seth Rollins, confirmed. Yes! Oh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't get that joke. Seth Rollins uh, talking smack to Osprey on Twitter. Talked about his about bank account. This Oh, yes, that was a while ago, though. Or this is another recent craziness. Well, it was, what, four weeks ago? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Could be a while ago. It depends how, how, how you track time there, Mr. Kayfabe. Time is an illusion. Time is an illusion. It's also of the essence. But, um, yeah, no, I don't know. Very braggadocious, though. I felt if he would have more have said it, like, you're into material things, huh? You want material things? I'll give you this watch. I'll give you this. Just give me what I want. You know what I mean? If, give me what I want. Give me what I want. You know what I mean? I, give me what Batista I want. Style. Oh, God damn it. It's Batista You know what style. I want? Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Oh, give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. So, maybe not Batista style. No, maybe not. That would have been bad. But I don't know why. God damn it, Batista. One job. <laughs> I will have to point out that Batista's not even an active wrestler, and we've already talked about him twice on this wrestling podcast. Hey, man, he's going out with Dana Brooke. Let's keep talking about him, because what a lucky son of a gun. Who I also want to point out, Dana Brooke, I swear there's like five of them because she looks like a different person each time I see. Uh, I think she's like stacked on some meat, man. She she goes, but it's like it's facial changes. Sometimes she's got like this slender face. Sometimes she's got this really angular face. You know, the she's 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 always a good-looking girl. She's all obviously very muscular and very fit, right? But it's like, and and to kind of go to my point on this every time she's on tv every time my wife looks at me and says who's that i go that's dana brooke she's like that's dana brooke oh um my wife doesn't even recognize her each time she's on tv and she's been on it a lot and so every time i see her it looks like a different person so i think i think there's like five dana brooks running around and they just point you get on screen <laughs> you're dana brooke i don't have blonde hair Bleach your hair real quick. Yeah, bleach your hair, and then go out. So you do quickly. You're gonna be Dana Brooke tonight. Man, that that's that's a girl though who I don't know, like it's weird because she has the physicality to become a great wrestler, but for some reason when she's in the ring it still feels like she's new to it. Just because I feel like she doesn't get enough practice because they never book her for anything. You're talking about I feel her passion. Yeah. Dana Brooke. No, Dana Brooke. Dana, Dana Brooke's yeah. number one, we'll say. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing. I think this may, I think Dana Batista going on a date with Batista might be the smartest move for her career. She might get a small push out of this. I mean, ultimately, I, I agree with Justin on this. She has everything I think it, it takes to be a, a star in the women's division, uh, except for a defined character. Yeah, I think she she reminds me a ton of Molly Holly, a ton. Her style, everything. And so if if they can define her character a little bit better, uh, so she's not just hey that really fit girl Dana Brooke, uh, you know the one with the biceps. Uh, Flex Express, baby. What is it? Flex Express? What is it? Uh, Flex Appeal. Flex Appeal. She's got Flex Appeal. Um, yeah. So it's not they that catchy. I thought of Flex Express first. But but she's got and she's uh, decent in the ring. She's not great, but she's decent. Um, you know, there's there's wrestlers in the ring in WWE today or NXT today, women's wrestlers that are way worse than her. I'm looking oh, at absolutely. you. Yeah. 
Well, I feel like she was. What'd you just say? Nothing. I didn't say anything. I'm just. Uh, what? Are, are you starting? Because you know I'm starting a fight on mine. You're 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 gonna start a fight with me? Are you well, saying you're an Aaliyah fan? I thought you said Rhea. No, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Oh. No, we're good. We're good. Okay, we're sorry. Good. I thought you said Rhea. I was like, I was starting I'm gonna, to get really worried. I'm gonna drive to you tonight. I don't know. Maybe like he, that guy's waiting for her, all her singles to come out on Spotify again and just relive the Aaliyah experience, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, nah, different Aaliyah altogether. Different Aaliyah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I totally would have been down for the the real Aaliyah to show up in WWE. I got no problem with that. Back alive. Yeah, back yeah. when she was alive. Or maybe she never died. Yeah. Tupac. We all know her Tupac and Elvis hanging out on an island. Yeah, no heart and, attacks happen, uh, no plane crashes happen. Lisa no Left Eye Lopez. Lisa Left Eye Lopez, yeah. Yeah, they're all just hanging out, burning down houses. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm going to uh, hell. I know it. But, oh, my but, Lord. So, There's so many bad one things. Thing I, one thing I was thinking about in terms of the let's get back onto wrestling, fellas. One thing I was thinking about for the Dana, we, Dana, Brooke, uh, Dana Brooks wrestling reminds me of what Alexa Bliss's wrestling was when she actually first started uh, in on Raw, if yeah. you will. No, I, I, I can see it. Um, you know, like I said, I mean, she's not bad. She's just a little unpolished. And like you were saying, uh, you know, more practice and more exposure could definitely do her some good. Um, and so, you know, kind of like DFA was saying, this this going on a date with Batista might be just enough of a push to, to get her some more reps and, and, and all that. But she's, she's definitely not bad. Maybe just a title shot, you know. This is she's very. Uh, she, like, she could play into the Umaga esque role when Umaga never won a title, but was always considered a contender. Oh wait, they have a dude doing that right now with Drew McIntyre. Well, but but I mean, here's <laughs> here's what it comes down to. Right now in WWE, uh, uh, Nia Jax is out injured with uh, double ACL tears, if, if I'm remembering correctly. So she's going to be out for uh, quite a while longer. Uh, Tamina's out injured. I can't remember what she's out, but she's out for at least a few more months. Um, so your two main big female wrestlers, the monster females that you have there, are gone. Um, so that's a perfect role for, for a Dana Brooke, the muscle fitness girl, uh, to kind of fall into. Have her be this tough monster girl you know come out and just charlotte's no no slouch in size though no but but charlotte's not must like she's muscular i'm not trying to say and she's wow has she not been doing anything for the past while though either she's Charlotte. like this whole oscar yeah this whole oscar and kubaki warriors thing is ridiculous. i will say thank God, they did not have the women's tag champion lose to a singles competitor in a handicap match. Thank God. Oh, that's that. another jobber match, by the way. That was a decent match, but that was stupid. That should have been a beatdown. Like, that's how you're supposed to do those. Yeah, that should have been a bit of a beatdown, and it just makes the tag team champions look bad. Um, you know what I mean? It makes Charlotte look powerful, but why? Why no. are you ruining your tag team champion? It makes Charlotte look like an idiot, just like uh, AJ Styles looked like an idiot during his whole feud with Daniel Bryan for never wearing a cup. Charlotte keeps coming out and keeps getting the green mist in her face. She didn't get the green mist this week, though. 
it still doesn't matter. My point still being, it's you know, if they wanted to really do it, she should have come out and wrestled in goggles. You know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> you're not gonna green mist me. I'm prepared now. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I, I feel like the WWE would actually still do that. Like I wouldn't put that past Heyman or Vince because uh, uh, Trish Stratus wrestled pathetic. in a face mask for months. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it that was because her nose is broken. That was kind of different. That's fine. Lucha Flair. So we're gonna have Lucha Flair. That'd be kind of cool. No, I'm thinking more just the clear face mask, like like Trish Stratus had, or um, who else or had it? Didn't, Cody didn't, Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Cody Dash. Rhodes. Cody wow. Rhodes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was way back when. So, so you're you're uh, you're giving Cody Rhodes or Cody a commendation for, um, yeah, for cutting the best promos in the bids. Yep. I, I did that, and you're giving uh, Jericho a commendation for cutting the best promos in the biz. <laughs> so, Justin, we just need your commendation. Uh, you Adam know what? Bull for giving the best promos in the biz. Shot! <laughs> Con! I'm not giving Adam Cole anything. I'm sorry. It's not happening. I am giving props to who, who, Keith who? Lee, though. Oh, Keith Mr. Lee. Keith no. Lee. Mr. Keith Lee, because honestly, with what's going on with that fatal four-way that's going to, or sorry, that triple threat that's going to be happening next week, uh, from Keith Lee's crazy pounce to, uh, I believe that was Adam Cole, baby, that he did it to. When he launched him in the crowd? When he launched him in the crowd? Yeah. That was pretty that was- badass. Um, was that this week or last week? That was, was last. That was last week. Oh, I mean, I'm still remembering, and, and it was still awesome. But, but he uh, still had a great moment this week. Which I guess I don't think I watched. I just watched the main event on NXT this week, unfortunately. What was his great moment this week? This great, absolutely great moment. Uh, Finn Balor's in the ring, uh, beating up on, I believe, Adam Cole, baby. Um, and he goes into his corner to do the, the real rock and roll shooter thing. He goes back into the corner and he's doing the finger guns towards the person, uh, getting ready to do that. And it was, it was a perfect thing of camera angle, timing and all this stuff as, uh, Finn Balor's doing the finger guns, bang, you know, getting ready for it. You just see this face, this angry, you know, face of of Keith Lee just <laughs> rise up next to Finn Balor. Um, no. Ready to kill him. And then Finn Balor looks over to see him and is like, ah, crap! And tries to kick him in the face but gets blocked. But it, it's just like, look up, you can find gifts of it all over the place where it's just like, <laughs> Finn Balor is like this, and then this just absolutely, it's like like Godzilla rising from the sea. Uh, you know, face coming up next to Finn Balor right there. It's phenomenal. So uh, I have no problem with Keith Lee getting a comedy. For sure. And um, my, I was speaking with one of my, he's basically, my one of my uh, friends is basically telling me that like, Bro, look, I think uh, Mr. Bebe is going to be losing the championship. It's going to be going to Keith Lee, and Bebe might go up to the main roster, which I told him, no, they can't do that, though. You can't, because if he goes up to the main roster, it's just going to ruin him. And then what about the rest of the... What about the rest of them? Like, you're just going to... But he, he he seems to think that they're all going to lose just evidently soon. Like, come next takeover. Um, and basically, that's what they're setting it up for. And I, I, I don't, don't know. I kind of see it. 
I don't necessarily disagree with them losing. I disagree with the idea that that they're going to go up to the main roster uh, for a lot of reasons. A, uh, because haven't you talked to Champa? This is the main roster. Um, yeah. And and B, um, especially in the case of Adam Cole, I love him. I've been a longtime fan of Adam Cole back to Ring of Honor, New Japan days, right? But he is compared to pretty much the rest of the entire roster of um, the Ron SmackDown, he's very undersized compared. And uh, like, even if you've seen the matches where they were uh, Adam Cole versus Ricochet, Ricochet is not a big guy on uh, Raw. Um, Ricochet looks big compared to Adam Cole. Uh, so wait, that? who? Uh, Mr. Mr. Bebe. Okay, so I'm going to give a second commendation, and that's to, to this podcast for catching things ever so slightly before WWE does. And here's why. Adam Cole on Backstage, did you guys see it? Uh, no. No. Okay, Adam Cole on WWE Backstage. There goes asked, your accommodation. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. Adam Cole who? It's asked why he chose the name Adam Cole. And he says, well, can you imagine Steve Smith, Bebe, or Joe Sm- Joe Johnson, Bebe? It just works better. Adam Cole, Bebe. <laughs> and I thought to myself, that is incredible. We've already started our little Adam Cole, Bebe thing <laughs> in our podcast about a week and a half before that happened on backstage. And I was like, this is gold. And we've done this a couple times. You know, I, uh, uh, Smarks, you've mentioned a couple times that you'd like to see, um, you'd like to see, uh, Bray Wyatt wrestle, not just the Fiend in two different, two different modes. Um, we, we get that, um, you know, just these little, little nuances that we're catching, that we're catching before WWE does. So we're better writers than they are. I'm just saying, maybe they listen to our podcast. To, to paraphrase Adam Cleary from What Culture, it is so easy to write WWE. <laughs> and yeah. we do it better than <laughs> Fine. Well, I will I will accept that commendation on behalf of this podcast. Um, and I would like to thank the Academy and uh, wait, no, this is that type of award. Okay, never mind. Um, uh, while speaking of Mr. Bebe, did uh, either of you guys see the uh, little promo vignette they did with him talking to a therapist no uh, I, 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 Again, I, go... I I only perused NXT because I just didn't have time and I wanted to make sure I got I don't know if they aired it we're doing a Primes episode I want to make sure I get Raw I, and Smackdown I think it was like a YouTube thing or like I, I don't think it was actually on NXT oh okay but just so Google, much stuff, man. Google Adam Cole therapist. Uh, find that video. I I don't want to spoil anything of it. It is just it's gold from beginning to end. And so, um, uh, you know, I guess if we're throwing out fourth, and uh, we might as well throw out a fifth commendation for Adam Cole Bebe's therapy session. Have to watch it. <laughs> okay. But. On that note, we've been blabbering for uh, nigh on two hours now, um, although it might be less once I edit uh, a few things here and there. So uh, we will go ahead and uh, close the book on this particular uh, episode of the WBU. Um, As always, I mentioned it earlier, like, share, subscribe, 
give us thumbs up on YouTube and five stars on iTunes and 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 uh, uh, follow us on Twitter. I am at Raw and Order WBU. Da Fabe is at Da uh, Vincent K Fabe. I almost went I am K Fabe again. <laughs> Should have yeah, been Dave K Fabe. Old handle, right? <laughs> One job. And then Justin, One you job. can find at. At just, uh, excuse me, at JLB420 is my personal Twitter. And then we also got at Real Talk Radio 8, and that's where the talk gets real, where I'm actually going to have a nice little, um, finally, a recap of actually the Broken Skull Sessions with The Undertaker's interview with Steve Austin, or vice versa. Because, um, guys, did honestly. You love that? Sorry? How much did you love that? You know what? I'm not. Te- I'm an hour in. I'm not technically done, but I have so much respect, even more now, for the Undertaker and for who even allowed this entire uh, thing. Just him being Mark Calloway and not the Undertaker to do this interview. Completely yeah. amazing. But if anything, what I'll do is I'll get you on there to talk about that a bit. Uh, Officer uh, Smarks, you are welcome as well. Um, but yeah, but we have been here for two hours. We've we've convicted some people of some harsh crimes. Um, you know, Cody Rose getting definitely a, mis, uh, a misdemeanor for his braggadocious style. Uh, Officer Smarks doesn't agree, but uh, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I think the case uh, the case is closed uh, on this one, good sir. Yes, um, and then uh, like I said, you can always find more information about other places to find us uh, at our anchor.fm uh, website, anchor.fm slash rawandorderwbu. You can find out more information about Real Talk Radio at realtalkradio.ca. Um, while you're on our anchor site, you can click the little support button. You can click the send us a voice message to get your voice on this podcast. Uh, anything hey, hey. else you have to add, Justin? I think I'm good. Uh, you've done it all for me, good sir. I do my job and I do it well. So um, as uh, for that, what we said. <laughs> no, you're true. You're right. It's not what you said. <laughs> hey, bud. It's okay, Blue Jew. Hashtag still not sponsored. Cheetos. Hashtags to not sponsor. Um, but as for that, we will close the case today. Case is closed.